0: Welcome back to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. This week we are 75% British and 25% Irish, but still 100% Giants. I'm your host Dan Ayler, alongside my co-host Shane Whitehouse and Kevin McManus. And as promised, returning for his second appearance on the show, Andy Robinson joins us today as we'll be talking all things quarterbacks. How are you guys doing? Did you have a nice week off?
1: Um, Yeah, but I did miss it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm the same. I was like um I was a bit lost last week thinking, oh you know, I've nothing to prep for, nothing to to, to to read up for, so I'm glad to get back at it.
0: Yeah, it was quite a sort of last minute week off, wasn't it? Um there yeah. wasn't really much going on, so we thought, ah so I think we'll take a week off. Um but yeah, I sort of felt a bit lost and a bit um sort of like out of touch with the whole whole world. Um but yeah, I've had a nice weekend away in sunny Cleethorpe, so that was always good. And it was actually really hot now the weekend, so I'm not complaining. Um, Andy, welcome back. It's great to have you with us again. And and I'm sure the discussion coming up shortly is going to be a good one. Um, but how are you anyway? I'm good, thanks. I'm happy to be back. You, you, you're you not just saying that because you have to say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nah, I could have easily turned you down. So many people want to talk to me these days. Nah. I really like what you guys are doing. It's like being down the pub with a few mates. I've kind of missed
0: that. Yeah. Although have been down the pub a few a few times more often recently than we have than we have been earlier in the year because obviously lockdown being eased, we can actually get down the pub now, which is good. Um and obviously being in the into June now, we're less than a hundred days until kickoff. Ooh. Season's getting close, c- the, count, the countdown has started. <laughs> oh, said, awesome. Already a week into June. Things are gonna start picking up. Mini count starting tomorrow. Management mini camp starting tomorrow and training camp coming up in the near future as well. So we're getting excited, aren't we? It's that time of year we start getting excited.
2: Definitely. We've got the old jersey numbers coming out for the countdown as well, bringing back some memories. Uh, looking forward to some players currently in the roster, but also, yeah, looking back at some of the players that played in Big Blue. Yeah,
0: 97 today, young uh Dexter. Dexy, Dexy. Dexy, Dexy. <laughs> Although my my pick for it was uh, was Kiwanuka before he traded before he went to ninety four, but I can't deny Dexy. I can't deny him. He looks good in ninety seven. I like.
2: it. He looks good with that New York Giants tattoo as well. He
0: does. Mate, yeah, hundred percent. Good spot as really well. Like but this week. Good spot as well. By the way, didn't even notice that.
3: <laughs> I wonder who they'll use for ninety two. Um. <laughs> might struggle with that. Might struggle with that one, Andy. Yeah. Used to be a defensive lad, very good. Can't remember his yeah. name. He had a
0: bit of a gap in his teeth, didn't he?
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> I'm sure we can he find to... a photo of him.
3: Yeah.
0: He used to stomp people out, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tom Brady was a, a main person he used to do that to as well, wasn't
3: he? I love Michael Strahan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so do
0: I. So do I. Yeah, we're talking quarterbacks today. Um, but before we get into it, um, as we've been off for a week, we thought we'd take a quick run through the latest Giants news, starting off with Kadarius Tony finally signing his rookie contract, and in doing so became the last of our rookies to sign, which is a great excuse to take over to, to take a trip over to the renamed Kev's Contract Corner. So Kev, over to you. Talk us through those contracts.
2: Yeah, so just briefly just discussing them. Um, obviously, moving back to 20, picked up Kadarius and um, As you said before, all these contracts now are slotted um, so it's pretty much given what players, um, what the contract's going to be. It's just sometimes it takes a little time working out um, how the language is in, in the contracts and about roster bonuses and workout bonuses and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a standard contract coming in at 13.7 million over the duration of the four years. Um, so it only counts for uh, 2.5 against SARCAP Cap this year. Um, and and with Aziz Ojolari getting him at 50, He's only contracted for six point seven total over the four years, and he's only contracted one point two this year. Um, like, that's some value there, like bargain. As we talked about before, go on.
3: That is daylight robbery. That. To <laughs> be <you know> <laughs> I mean? and then like in
2: the third round pick against uh, pick seventy one for Aaron Robinson, um, that's five million over the course of four years. Again, he's only co- costing against the cap at nine hundred and thirty k. The uh, next pick with uh, Ellerson Smith, again, 4.2 million over the duration, costing uh, 850K against the cap this year. And then the sixth round picks um, are our Gary at 196, oh, coming in at 3.6 million over the four years, 700K this year he's costing. Rodarius um, uh, Williams, 3.6 million over the four years, again, 700K this year. So you can see why teams, want rookies on the on the team like you know when like people say like you know the are trying to win with a rookie quarterback you can see when the numbers come in um at those type of valuations those type of uh salaries um you can see why people value draft picks if you can fill out your roster with good players on rookie contracts um it can definitely help
0: yeah man so that's what a quick last thing about around six million in total
2: exactly up to six players
0: so an average of a million per player pretty good pretty good value though can't complain with that
2: it is and obviously again going back to um, us getting really good capital next year because there's a difference between having draft picks like we had four seventh rounders last year but having top quality top three four round picks as we do next year extras going extra first extra third extra fourth for, for next year um we will have a lot of players on expiring contracts this year, so we will have a lot of players who are basically playing for contracts. There's can't kind of playing against each other because if they all play well, we can't sign them all. We just we just don't have the cap space. Um, although the cap is going up to two hundred eight next year, which is good news. Um, but yeah, so having those high capital draft picks will get us starters starting potentially starting players at the not kind of numbers we've just been talking about. So um, that's why, again, it was another great move to make those um, um, draft acquisitions next year.
0: Yeah, and I think we were talking before about why it took Tony to Tony so long to sign. Obviously, it's we he wanted it to be worth it for him, but also the, the team needed it to be to work for them as well. So I think it was a bit sort of it was to and fro. It was, it was, it was both parties rather than just one. And I think obviously the Giants would have wanted it to to work financially for them. Um, they probably would have put the deal on the table when it would have taken a little while to think about it. Um, but yeah, overall, some really uh, some really good contracts in there, I think. And uh, let's just hope our mate Gary earns his 700k this year. You'll
3: Come Come Ga- be watching the games on TV.
0: Don't say that. <laughs> Come on, Gary. Anyway, as well, the past week, uh, second week of OTA's got underway as well um with a large portion of the roster attending team activities um, obviously these are completely voluntary um, and non-contact plus the nflpa actually recommended players didn't attend um, so it was good to see so many of the guys on the roster actually turning up for the 25 that didn't attend uh, there was only five offensive players that didn't actually show up um saquon barkley kenny golliday Kaderis tony uh, john ross and Carl Rudo for the only five that didn't turn up um incidentally obviously carl rudolph was good enough to turn up to new york Knicks game at madison square garden uh, but not good enough to turn up to uh
2: just just okay. on that quickly um obviously uh god turned up for the second party he's been in there this week um but also rudolph and barkley were actually at the building rehabbing so yeah. they weren't out right on the they weren't out right on the field but they they still turned up to the voluntary work guys but you know obviously they were rehabbing their injuries so at least they were in the building and um Obviously, Tony, I'm guessing, um, just wanted to get that uh, deal signed and delivered before uh, he gets himself back out there. But, you know, and then he's signed now for the mandatory part of the camp. So, um, to be honest, I, I, I find it really uh, promising and good that that many people did show up.
1: Kev defending his Notre Dame boy. All day, every day.
0: <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. Um, the biggest takeaway for me, that it just showed, like the vast majority of the offense actually showing up, um, wanting to get into the building and wanting to start working on getting better as a unit. I think with the whole offensive line group turning up as well, including Nate Solder, um, who obviously sat out last year, it's a it's a really positive sign. Um,
1: what do you guys take away from OTAs? And um, for me, I find it quite interesting that Carter Coughlin was uh, taking snaps inside linebacker. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a position change or something that might be looking at mixing up. Maybe having him playing as an edge guy and inside linebacker. Uh, it's interesting that two of his quarterback hits last season came from the inside linebacker position as well. Um, so he could very well have a future there, which is going to be interesting. So obviously we've got uh, Blake Martinez, Ty Crader, Cam Brown, obviously we saw in Reggie Ragland. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to be interested to see whether Carter Coffin needs a rotational thing or if there's a possible... Positional movement there for him and the joints and Patrick Graham and George would seem long term as an inside linebacker.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think it's a very good move actually. I think in one of the earlier podcasts I said I, I could see um, uh, Lorenzo Carter moving back into off ball linebacker, um, and uh, I think there was quite crowded on the edge, the outside linebacker in the three four. I think it was getting quite crowded, um, and I think it's I think it's a very good move. I think. Um, He has a real chance of making the two deep, um, like like making the four rostered um, inside linebackers that he does getting onto the edge. So, yeah, I think it's a good move by them.
3: Andy, what do you think about it? There was a couple of things that stood out. I think the fact Nate Solder showed up, showed a lot of character on his part, to be honest, because it was voluntary. He's obviously got the family issues, what he's worried about his young son and the current situation of the world. So it, it was a big commitment on his part to show up for us. Um, I actually have the facts on uh, Galladay so you've got to do your research better my friend uh, apparently him and Jones were working on individual drills mainly uh, trying to get the chemistry going he only threw to him once during a full speed 11 on 11 and Kenny dropped the ball so he's going to fit in here <laughs> not a good start <laughs> not a long season <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the main thing where people didn't show up was the DBs but Logan Ryan's got them in Florida at the moment Yeah. Um, so i I can't praise Logan Ryan high enough. Like, if he's not a captain this year, I'll be amazed. Oh, yes, he's gone absolutely. above and beyond. Going to be 100, absolutely above and beyond. He's got them down there. Um, obviously, working out, getting together as a unit, and trying to build the chemistry back there. So, we've got a good set of lads here.
2: Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a culture being built. Yeah, just uh, speaking about the O line. Um, obviously, from, from from some of the snaps that were taken and practices, they had a starting O line of. Thomas at left tackle, Lemieux at left guard, Gates at center, Hernandez at right guard, and Perter at right tackle. Um, but all the o- offensive linemen showed up, as Dan alluded to earlier, which is great. Like, and um we've got the veterans, veterans coming in as well with uh Fulton and um I always forget the center's name, Harrison. Harrison. And like you said, Solder as well. And I think Solder, like we talked about him basically taking a pay cut and like um shifting money around to help us. Um uh, with salary earlier on and um for him to come in i think he's'll he be a good swing tackle uh, i can't see him starting i think he'll be a good swing tackle but more also he'll be a good mentor for for what is um, a very young line um and i think having a proper offseason together is huge like last year we had three rookies playing significant snaps on the offensive line and we didn't have any uh, preseason any um offseason workouts and stuff like that so you're it's asking a lot for them to, like, have any type of chemistry out there. Um, but now that they've got a year behind them. They've got this full off-season. Um, we had a first-time centre and three rookies, like I said, playing significant snaps. Um, full off-season now, and I think Rob Seal coming in with Pat Flaherty will be huge. Uh, Freddie Kitchen's input as well will be good. Um, so, yeah, OK, O-line, it's not one of the sexiest players. Um, people thought we needed to um, address it, in the draft and stuff. Um but like, as soon as we got past the first sort of big picks, I was like, there's no point in drafting now because we drafted third-round pick, a, f- a fifth-round pick last year. And I'd rather someone who's been in the building learning for a full season and getting a full se- off-season now, um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather put my money on those guys than, than drafting someone in the fourth, fifth, sixth-round now. Um, you know, they're all young. The oldest one, I think, is 25 in the starting lineup. I think... They've got a real chance to build some chemistry. You see that they're doing a lot off season together. You see them going out together and and obviously training together, but also like enjoying social time together as well, which I think is good because you know yourself, the old lines all about camaraderie and about uh, like proper like a, a one unit is probably the closest unit um, in a whole team. So um, yeah, so so I'm, I'm I'm liking the way the pr- offensive lines progress in its early days, but I do have I do have like optimistic high hopes for them
0: yeah definitely uh, and you gotta think as well like you said they are so young and how, how many of them have actually had a full training camp how many have gone through the um team workouts otas mini camps full training camp not many of them so for them to all get together in camp this year and work together as a unit is going to be is going to be huge and i think the only
2: player in the starting five who's had a full off season um, at a guard at a position as Hernandez, like um, as a starter, and now he's playing right right guard instead of left guard. That he's played his whole career. So Gates has been there as backup guard and backup tackle. But last year he was his first time as a starting center. Didn't have an off season. All the other three starters this year, rook, rookies last year, didn't have an off season.
0: Exactly.
2: Hernandez um, ha- is basically having moving positions to right guard and he's got an off-season now I'd like to try. So, so, yes, it is quick to jump on them and bash them as, as one of the weakest positions, but you know, let's give them give them a chance and give them this off-season. Yeah,
0: they've got I think the, whole, for me, I,
1: the whole of July, they've got the whole of August. I was just going to say, I think for me, the thing is, like, I've got question marks about the whole line, but I do wonder if they've got their, their heads together, they've got a WhatsApp group or whatever they giving on, and I've turned in and said, look, they've let Zaitler go, they've not drafted anybody, they've brought in Fulton, they're relying on us, we need to up our game this year and that's built that camaraderie between them and that's why you're seeing them you know, all rock up at training camp, all meet up with uh, Danny Dimes and go over things and socialise, etc. I do wonder if it, maybe the judge and get them and coming out and saying we believe in this whole line is maybe giving them some belief and encouragement. Yeah, quite possibly. And yeah, I think
2: that's a very good point, actually. Because they they're saying like, oh, everyone said we should, uh, the team should have drafted over us, should have drafted over us. Um, the, the the front office has, has shown faith in us. We've got a chance, now. They, they've all got a chance to go out now at 25, 24, 23 and to have a real good career together, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and you look at, you look at our su- most successful offensive lines in the last 5- 10, 15 years and the vast majority of them have, have played together for a long time. You mm-hmm. look at the the 07 team that, won, that, that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl fast forward for four years and look at the 2011 team that beat the Patriots at the Super Bowl, and the offensive line was pretty much the same right so that unit is is really key and I think the fact that they've not now got three months together to come together as that unit and as the, as, a, as a team on that line it's going to be huge for them I think and I'm, I'm positive about it I think I I can see things coming out
2: of it for sure. I th- I think you'll see that unit as well play the most steps in preseason games. Like I think the D-line won't necessarily play a lot or DBs won't necessarily play a lot. Started starters that is right.
0: Yeah.
2: But I think starting O-line you might see get a a few more series than than the other position groups. Yeah,
0: maybe that maybe like the first half of the games um rather than sort of first quarter or you know, for maybe first preseason game maybe not too much, maybe the first series or two but then as you sort of ramping up second game, third game they might get a whole quarter and then game three they might get a whole half you never know it all depends um, but yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do I'm looking forward to camp and seeing what they can do together at camp and talking of camp obviously we've got mandatory mini camp starting tomorrow um, with you know Kaderis Tony taking the field for the first time um, Yeah, we'll get a good, we'll get a good look at the secondary as well um, so yeah, lots lots to look forward to in the next few days. Uh, interesting and-
2: to see some of the lineups, some of the formations they come out in um, on offense. You know, where could, does do they play? Catoni in the outside, or will they strictly be a lot mostly in the slot? We see him taking jet sweeps and stuff like that. Yeah, but just interesting to see some of the feedback that comes out from the beat Raiders
0: Yeah, with Tony and Gallaudet, um you know, working with Daniel Jones, getting that chemistry, getting that timing. It's going kind to of be interesting. Now, coming up in the next couple of months before the preseason games kick off, we're going to look at each positional group in a bit more detail, and where better to start with the, than with the main man himself, Daniel Jones, and his fellow quarterbacks. So, we currently have three quarterbacks on the roster: uh, Clayton Thorson, he's the third string guy, third year pro, six foot four, drafted in the fifth round in two thousand nineteen by none other than the Philadelphia Eagles um, out of Northwestern University. Uh, he tore his ACL in his junior season. At Northwestern, but threw for over 10,000 yards and 61 touchdowns in total while he was there. Um, he was waived by Philly following training camp in 2019 and picked up by the Cowboys, who had him on the practice squad for the duration of that season. joined us last year um, on the practice squad after being waived by Dallas uh, and stayed there all season until he was added to the active roster in weeks 13 and weeks 15 as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Clayton Thorson then, guys? Do you have any input? Do you have any opinion, or is he just—he's just a third,
1: third-string guy that's there if needed? I think for me, he's a, a third-string guy, but hopefully, when Glennon moves on, he can transition to that backup quarterback. If Jones has to miss any time, but I don't think he's going to be a franchise. Hopefully, he's just a kind of a bridge quarterback. If you ever need to take some tech Jones out for a concussion or you know you don't you don't want him starting 10, 12 games in a season
2: no exactly i think like um i think he'd be a great career backup like um also in college as well He like three for 61 touchdowns but he had 27 rushing touchdowns as well yeah. he's able to pick up first downs with his legs as well so he's a bit more mobile than say glennon so he's able to to maneuver in the pocket um he's a very smart player obviously in northwestern uh he's a he's a he's a rhythm thrower he's, he's more of a timing thrower he hasn't got a, he hasn't by any means got a bullet of a, arm at all it's more touch passing and just you know like guys running onto floaters like you know like nice timing passes um but yeah i think i'd like to see like glennon has got the second position this year i think and he'll practice squad again um but i think you know he might be able to be a long-term backup um just to come in and, and basically yeah just manage a game hand it off a couple of nice throws Um, he won't set the world alike but um yeah, yeah i think he'd be a serviceable serviceable backup.
0: Andy,
3: what do you think of Clayton Thorson? I, honestly, I had to Google the guy. I forgot who he was. Um, I would assume that he's doing what Alex Tanney used to do on the training field, where he's very good at mocking other quarterbacks that we're going to face. Uh, so it works training-wise, with his legs being that good. If you're coming up against someone like a Deshaun Watson or something like that, I'm sure it's good practice for the defence. He's really on a tour of the NFC East, isn't he? Yeah. Drafted by Philly, went to Dallas, now he's with us. Hello. And he wants Washington for a full set, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't even name another player that's done that. That's impressive. Um, but yeah, as you say, he's just the third string guy. Realistically, you're never going to put him into a game, and if you do, then you've got much bigger problems than how good is this guy?
0: Yeah, he's he's just there as a depth piece, and there, like you said, to help out in in training, in lead up to games um but as Kev alluded to the fact he can run um is a potential a good thing for moving forward into 2022 and further on and, and potentially with Glennon going after this one season unless he does unless he works as wonders um yeah a good a good backup um for sure i'm talking to mike Glennon as well um he's the second one on the roster nine year pros six foot seven so he's pretty tall Um, drafted in round three in 2013 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, out of NC State Uh, he's played for Tampa, Chicago Arizona, Oakland, Jacksonville and now he's in blue Uh, he's made starts for Tampa, Chicago and Jacksonville and he's thrown for over 6,000 yards in his career so far with 43 touchdown passes Um, Mike Glennon then, what's
1: your thoughts on Mike Glennon? Um I think I think like we mentioned previously. I think most of us are happy with him as a as a free agent signing as a backup to to DJ for this season. Um, I'm I'm, I'm more confident in him coming in than um, Colt McCoy last year. So for me, a fine backup and no more than that.
2: Yeah, I think um, the type of player he is. He no, he isn't mobile. He he wouldn't be able to like move around and stuff like that, but. He's got, he has got a cannon of an arm. So he would definitely be able to push the ball further down the field, which kind of might allude to what type of offense we might see this year. If that's the type of backup they want to bring in for Daniel Jones, you know, he might see the offense open up a bit for Daniel and, you know, being able to push the ball down the field. Um, also he's on one year, uh, $1 million contract for the season. So he's you know, uh, affordable. He's done the rounds. He knows the NFL. He's been a starter. I think he's got 34 games in the NFL. So He's been around the block. He's been there, sit, done it. You know, um, you wouldn't expect him to win you any games, but you'd hope he'd be able to come in at a pinch and not lose you any games either.
3: Yeah, I think
0: he's got the capability to win some games if he needs to. And like you said, he's got an absolute cannon of an arm. So, yeah, maybe that's what we're looking for. I'm looking for see long downfield passes. We'll come on to Daniel Jones with passing downfields in a minute. In a minute, but yeah, I like Mike Glennon. I think yeah, definitely an upgrade on Colt McCoy. And he's a, he's a solid backup if we need him. Andy?
3: All the Colt McCoy hate. What's that about? He <laughs> beat the Seahawks last season. What more do you want from a backup? Did he it be... wasn't really on him, but you know.
2: Uh, I, I was going to say, I didn't see him play on defence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, man. He, was it? He threw one touchdown, one interception. It's a good day at the office for DJ. Some weeks. Nah, I, I think you've hit it on the head. He's willing us to throw the ball downfield is the reason I think we've paid him it's slightly more than what we played Colt last year. But with the weapons we have, you've got two really fast wide receivers in John Ross and Darius Slayton. My God, how long's it been? And obviously you've got Kenny golliday I think if we end up in a situation where we have to play the backup again, you're probably going to find us launching it downfield more and just going for it, I think. I think that was the problem last year with Colt, is the offense was very slow moving. I uh, don't know what else I've got in my thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Glennon, he played the season out, didn't he, for the Jags. So if you get yourself into that situation, you could get yourself a Trevor Lawrence. Could work. Oh, wow. No? <laughs> <laughs> Should point out, I'm a Daniel Jones fan. I'm not, I don't hate on the kid <laughs> at all. <laughs> but hey, if if he gets himself injured and we start to move on, you're going to need someone to lose out for us.
0: And we all touch wood. And thank you, please and say that doesn't happen.
3: It'd be the most giant thing ever. <laughs> of course it would be. <laughs> All the hype and then Saquon goes down in week two, was it last year? So, uh... Don't bring back bad
0: memories. Poor kid, man. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, Mike Lennon, good backup. Um, let's hope we don't see too much of him this season. No offence. Uh, and Finally, main event number eight, Daniel Jones. Uh, he obviously franchise quarterback selected number 6 overall in 2019 out of Duke uh, took over from Eli Manning in week 3 of 2019 against Tampa Bay and he had an absolutely stellar first appearance, first start of 336 yards 2 touchdowns and also rushing for a further 2 touchdowns as well um, but his career so far hasn't lived up to that initial hype when he started that first game um, he had his ups and downs um, but he's throwing for almost 6,000 yards Thirty-five touchdown passes with only eleven of those coming last year. Yeah, granted, he missed some game time, but only eleven touchdown passes in the whole season, uh, and twenty-four interceptions. But again, only ten of them coming last year. So he's improved on his interceptions, you know, year on year, but regressed on his uh, his touchdown passes.
2: I just add quickly as well. Out of those ten interceptions, maybe Ingram was at fault for about five or six of them.
0: It was like half run. Right? <laughs>
2: I mean it's hard when, 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 when uh you're supposed to be your uh, best friend, like a QB's best friend tight end, like has bricks for hands and they just bounce out like or de- into into uh, into defensive uh, hands. But um, There's been a
0: lot of positivity about Evan Ingram coming out of OTAs this week. So I'm uh, I'm I'm hopefully gonna jump on that band. We're gonna be positive about him as well. But I sure. are,
1: are the positives on Evan Ingram every yeah. <laughs> He's a great practice player.
2: He's a great yeah, practice player. Great
1: practice, in practice yeah. He's making these one-handed catches and everything and then he, he comes to game time and he just wants to drop everything.
2: I mean, we will get on to him later um in, in the off season but next week. Is it is it concentration or is it cuz like he's got the skill to do it. We've seen we've seen him pull out great catches at times. And it seems like the, it seems like his concentration drops or you know, fumbles or whatever like. So if, if there's ever a year to, to do it It'll be this year now, when it's a contract year
0: Definitely, and go figure Makes the Pro Bowl last year as well
2: Now mm, was
3: a bit of a farce on His mum voted a lot <laughs> <laughs> Andy Everyone likes the guy Everyone likes the guy in practice Who makes you look good by dropping everything That's why Ingram's popular <laughs> I, Oh man, I'd, I'd have moved on From Evan Ingram, if I'm honest I'm honestly done with the kid I mean, Let's face it, last season it wasn't great, but if you win the game in Philly, it's a lot better. You feel a lot better about it. Yeah. And to make that drop, oh, it should have been fatal for his career here. It really I should have. Absolutely. I, I know we're not here to talk about Evan Ingram, and I, I hope it comes around for him because it seems like we're sticking to him. Don't really see why that's the case, but, but on that
2: on that drop, it was a it was a, it was a great throw by Daniel Jones, though. Do you know what I mean to yeah, to, to, 100%. to to lead us down the fade like So Daniel Jones has got those throws in him, Les. He's got those clutch throws.
0: Yep, he just needs his weapons to make the plays.
2: Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, of the of the eleven quarterbacks selected in twenty nineteen in the draft, um, did we pick the right one in Daniel Jones?
2: Yes the right one for us yes
1: it depends me personally I probably wouldn't take a quarterback at all at that point if there was any Colin Murray that was worth taking
0: and he was always going the Cardinals right
1: yeah 100% and when you got Josh Allen on the board and you got a big needed edge <clears throat> excuse me um when you got Josh Allen on the board and you need an edge guy was Daniel Jones the right pick there they, they
2: they 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 decided well in that process that he was the right guy for them the right guy to take over from Eli to lead this franchise going forward that that decision was made you look well at the other into the
0: nine, process you look at the other nine quarterbacks taken Dwayne Haskins released by Washington now Pittsburgh Drew Lock yeah he's a starter in Denver but Daniel they're Dredge, looking to move Dredge, on but Daniel Jones is better Will Grier two starts for Carolina thirty eight six lost to Indianapolis 10 lost to New Orleans. Ryan Finley, free agent, weighed by Houston. Jarrett Stidham, obviously there was a lot of hype about him last season with Brady going to Tampa Bay, um, but then they brought in Cam Newton. And he was... And Mac heart. Jones, now. Yeah, Mac Jones this year. Yeah. 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 Um, Eastern <clears throat> Stick, back up for the Chargers. Uh, Clayton Thorson, he's our third string guy. Uh, Gardner Minshew, well, we all know about Minshew Mania, don't we? Um, and Trace McSorley, who's now back up to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, who's um, a good
1: quarterback. Might, might I just add? Sorry, mate. Trace McSorley, he's a good quarterback. I'll just add.
0: Yeah, because he's a Penn State guy, right? <laughs>
1: There's a little bit of humorism
2: going on here. See, I
0: knew the, only that. <laughs> could, the only the only good
2: thing about Trace McSorley is his song. No. Now, if you haven't heard the Trace McSorley song, no, just, I have just not heard the Trace. McSorley YouTube song. Google the Trace McSorley song. It oh. is a delight
0: i'll be youtubing that later on <laughs> <laughs> um so really looking at the list of quarterbacks there there's two there's there's only two that stand out is kyle murray and Daniel jones we were never going to get kyle murray because he was always going to go number one so out of them other 10 that are there daniel jones is heading and, head and shoulders above the rest I under- yeah, do I do we-
1: on.
3: on? do we only think that because he's at the giants yeah We've watched that every guy. snap. That's... that's Daniel Jones
1: or the Redskins uh, on Washington.
3: Team.
1: Yeah, that's what's good. If, if, if Daniel Jones had been picked by Washington or Philly, we would be sitting here going, "Glad we got him as our quarterback." This guy, right? You know, yeah, we we would be.
2: We would be, but I think right. Uh, just to touch on a few things, like uh, we haven't really give put him in the front foot position, like we. Like the old line hasn't been great the last couple of years. Um we spent money in the wrong areas. Um, I think this year we're trying to rectify that. I think um I think the old line, they've decided the young guys they they drafted themselves last year, um, are good enough going forward in this league. Um they're young, but obviously continuity is key with O line, as we've discussed. So they're really going to try and like let them flourish. And look at the weapons they've added you know like we've talked about it, like this is the first time i've known us to have real depth at every position all right there's some positions where we haven't got a star but i do believe every position now we've got a serviceable starting caliber player at each position and then we've got another one behind them i believe so if you're talking like you know going out and getting goliday rudolph ross tony in the draft like these will add to our team like and I just think if the old line can just give him a little bit of time then he will be able to be more confident in going through his progressions and his reads i did i did feel the last couple of years he felt under pressure he felt like if if i don't get this ball out i'm gonna get smashed or or he was holding on to it too long not trusting the players getting open no one was actually getting open for him and then he was holding on to it too long and getting smashed from behind because our left tackle play was abysmal at points. So I just think... Go on.
1: As you say, the problem is there, though, when when the old, when that did happen, he didn't feel it. He wasn't aware. He just stood there looking like... Yeah. An ed, looking like he he, he was daring de- headlights essentially, going, oh, I've got all day. Where am I going to... Bam, hit, fumble, ball's gone, not paying attention. He, he didn't have that awareness. When do, you what, do you
2: know what? I 100% agree as well. I, I do think he was lacking in that. Um, But... um. There has been reports now in this off season he's been privately working on pocket awareness, like 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 a Tom Brady maneuvering around in the pocket and being aware of what's coming at you. Like we all know he can run. Like look, he was one of the fastest QBs in the league last year. You know he just couldn't run the full 80 yards he needed to in one game. But he, you know he he has legs on him. He like, but he's working. He's been working this off season a lot on maneuvering in the pocket. Pocket awareness. So he, he knows it's, 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 it's not a strong suit of his. So I do believe that, you know, that work has to, something has to come from that work. Like we should be able to see p- progress um, from that. And if we don't, well, you know, we're, where we'll end up.
3: I actually thought you were seeing progress last season with the mm-hmm. um, awareness. Uh, I think the first season, I went back and watched his tape at the end of the season. And at times, live in game, he looked like he had nailed it perfectly. And the more I watched him on tape, the more I realised that it wasn't that he was throwing it perfectly. It was that he literally wasn't aware that the guy was there. He was still getting hit hard and taken down and stuff like that. He just threw it just before the guy got there. But I think last year he was showing signs that he was more pocket aware before the injury. And then once he's come back after the injury, I think it's hard to judge him because he was playing through something that most QBs wouldn't have. He shouldn't have been playing. And I credit him for that massively. Like he's, He was fully in for the cause. But he, yeah, he shouldn't have been playing. Um, I think I do think though, if if we weren't
0: in a position to potentially win the division, he wouldn't have come back. Rightfully so. Yeah, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't have come back because yeah. the the position we were in, we we had the chance of winning the division and going to the playoffs. You, you knew he he, he just wanted back in the team just just to have that chance of of playing play, potentially playing player football.
2: So so since we're talking about him, right? So say he's fit, he's fully fit. Uh, we need to try and keep him keep him fit as well, like you can't be running tomb for his life or he can't be even like pulling and running we don't really want him for well, a little bit of zone read and stuff and but we don't want to um him running too much where he can get injured obviously uh healthy saquon will help that um but let's look at him as as a qb as intangibles like do you guys think like his pocket awareness which is huge i understand like he needs, to, he needs to work on that and i believe he has been working on that like andy said last season and obviously he's been working on in the offseason but like he's his deep ball is very good. Like he's got touch as well. He's got all like the height, the like he's he's got the smarts. He's he's a clever guy. He's no like agent like mean? So I think he does have like all the intangibles. I'm just, I'm just i just think I hope I hope and I think it will click this year.
0: Yeah, I don't think his deep ball is an issue. I mean, it's obviously come out recently that he was a top deep passer in the league. Um, uh, often passes over twenty yards nineteen of thirty-nine, six hundred thirty yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. So he can throw the deep ball, no problem. It's that short game, it's that pocket awareness, it's that getting the ball out quickly when he needs to, when he when there's pressure to come in. Um, yeah, he's, he's got he's got talent and he's got the like you said he's got the intangibles, but it's putting it all together, putting those pieces of the puzzle together. I think that
2: confidence is a big thing as well. I think um bringing. Bringing a, a veteran savvy tight end like Carl Rudolph, for example, will uh, will help with those um, those shorter yards, um, picking up, like I said before, six, seven, you know, nice and easy yards for the check downs, but also be able to to dump it off to someone like Tony and get some of the bigger receivers out in front of Tony and letting him sort of, you know, you could throw it five yards to him and let him make up the other yards with uh, with his shiftiness and like his um, run after the catch capabilities. Do you mean like starting to bringing that type of stuff into the playbook and, and, and getting a few of those rhythm throws, nice little slants, you know, a few little bubble screens, a few little things like that where, you know, just to get the high percentage throws is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, get the high percentage throws so you can get the confidence up. And I think, you know, and he feels protected. You might see a different player this year.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Making those short gains, those sort of three, four, five yard gains, you know, passing across the middle just to sort of get that rhythm going and get and gain that confidence in each game is what he needs, and start to and then you know once he's got that confidence, then start start making those those deep passes, those low percentage throws that it's going to need a play from the playmaker, from the receiver, or from the tight end, or from the back to to make that play. Um,
3: and yeah, and
2: I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, but going back to like the offensive line as well. Like we need to start bullying people, and I quite like the Hernandez move to right guard actually, because obviously. Because of the way that right handed QBs, you know, you tend to run to the right side a little bit more. So I think Pert and Hernandez, if they can get a bit of push, like real push in the run game, and our run game is a proper threat like we know it can be, a healthy Saquon can take it to take it to the home run like if he gets a bit of space. So if people have to really, really honor, like really, really buy, um, bite on our uh, run game, that opens up the play action so much like. And again, when you have like, you put Slayton on a on a nine right, do you know what I mean? And you get that those defenses to bite on the run game, do you know what I mean? You 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 be throwing like uh, touchdowns left, right, and center, like. But I know I am getting a bit like, oh, do you know what I mean? I am so, I maybe I am a bit over positive, but I just think the makeup of the team now, I think, um, I think it opens up these opportunities for us. Yeah, there's,
0: there's there's nothing wrong with being positive, man. I mean, I'm I'm just probably just as positive as you are and the fact that I think he can he he can do it he really can like I said go back
2: to the run game as well if we can bully people in the run game I think that'd be massive for us now if we get if Saquon's only getting two yards three yards uh I I think we I think we'll struggle again this year but if he's consistently getting six seven yards running
0: that's when we can really open one up that's when we can really open up the playbook and use those those play action passes to to open up the defense and and make, and make those make those big plays. And I think it all really comes down to that offensive line, doesn't it? Giving him the time to pass, giving him the time to look downfield and see what's open, giving him the you know just protecting him
3: in that pocket. And if I he don't needs even to think that, they have one, to be elite. No, I think just giving the time. I I don't know if you actually know um, DJ's rushing stats for last season, but they're actually pretty impressive. everyone's going to go on about the 80-yard run where he fell over and we then scored a touchdown from it. And I'm telling you now, we'd run that play every game if we thought we'd get the same result. The fact he fell over, he gets mocked for it, but it was a hell of a run from a QB. It was a great run. But yeah, Yeah.
0: last season... How many QBs you see do that on a week-in, week-out basis? Not many.
3: No. Last season, he was 53rd overall um, for yards rushing, which was actually tied with Devontae Booker. Uh, Which was, he did 423 yards. Which was two yards more than Josh Allen did. He was actually on track to outrush Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson had 21 yards more and played two games extra. So with the extra two games, I'd have to believe him without the injury. That he would have absolutely wiped the floor with that, to be honest. Um, Leonard Fournette probably rushed at the same sort of volume. He only got 367 Mahomes was 115 yards behind him. And Russell Wilson, who rushes a lot, was only 90 yards ahead of him and played two games extra. His rushing yards are actually a lot more impressive than I was expecting them to be when I looked into it earlier.
2: Yeah, they definitely are like it. And, and using his legs is definitely, uh, should be part of the playbook. Um, and it should be used. Um, but it needs to be used in a clever way as well. I, I, I do think as well, I think um, Jason Garrett, um, needs to needs to have a bit more imagination with the play calling this year, and um, I think hopefully um the the Freddie Kitchens and the new um, uh, analyst from LSU, hopefully they have a bit more of input into to a game plan and 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 add a few more wrinkles to Jason garris offense because um, it can't be so vanilla.
0: Yeah, I and mean, we forget obviously we talked about players getting together at camp and and workouts and things like that. It's the first time coaches are gonna. Ha- some of these coaches are going to have had an off-season together on the team. Yeah, they're going to obviously have spoken via Zoom or whatever, but they're not actually going to have time together to come up with this playbook and come up with these schemes um, and really sort of bounce off each other and feed off each other. So I think it's, it's, it's an important off-season for coaches as well, for sure. Yeah,
2: definitely. We've got the most coaches in the league, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. We've got enough of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's it's Joe Judge. It's his it's his culture that he's building, isn't it? Um, I wish
3: I had the numbers for this, but how many games has uh, DJ actually played without Saquon? Cuz Saquon you'd have to say he's probably the main weapon on this team. Um and he's been injured for the majority of the
1: last two years.
0: I think it was week 2 last year, wasn't it? Week uh, week
1: 2 last year and then did he miss six games in his second year? It was something like that. I think he played more than you think he would have played in his second year because he, he he come back a little bit. Well, he come back too early. He did definitely come back too early. I was at the Cardinals game. He just, he wasn't himself.
3: Look at that humble brag. I was at the Cardinals game. I wish I hadn't been. I lost my unbeaten record that day. You <laughs> did. That's very true. We'd beat but, the Bucks but, the year before. It was great fun. Yeah, that was so. The fact he went out in week two last
0: year. Obviously, Daniel Jones missed two games. That's at least thirteen games. So that's almost a full season he's not had Saquon Barkley in the backfield.
3: It wasn't just him either, was it? It was literally everyone. Like Jason Garrett gets judged harshly on my opinion. I think 2020 was a hard year to judge anyone on, yeah. because of the off season and everything else. I think once we started to get it together, I think if we'd had the preseason, that would have happened a month earlier. I we would have walked this division, I believe. With obviously the injury to Dak Prescott, which I hope he recovers well from it because I don't to see anyone get injured yeah, but it's always good to see competition in the division as well
2: yeah definitely you to go toe to toe like and beat them because you're the better team not because they have like injuries and stuff absolutely
0: not because they're playing the ginger ninja Andy Dalton
3: god I can't believe we have got this far no one's mentioned fumbles
0: well I
3: didn't want to mention it I didn't really Six. want to mention it he lost um, 18 in 2019 uh 11 for a loss and last year was 11 6 for a loss but obviously he played two games less so it was getting better it didn't feel it like better. it but it was getting better
0: but lost 17 in total since he started in the league and he started what my by my maths that's what 15 it's definitely games. something he needs to
3: continue to improve on uh,
0: 30 games he started and he's lost 17 fumbles
3: Tom Coughlin would have him carrying a football around for the next two months.
0: <laughs> Literally, glue a football to his hands, without gluing it to his hands.
3: He did it to Tiki Barber, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> made him carry a football around constantly.
0: But you know what? And that—that—that that, that, the the man management by Tom Coughlin, the fact that he made him carry a football around for months on end. You know, it might seem silly at the time, but actually, did it help him in the long run?
2: I did, I did like some. Of the, you see, you see some of that with Joe Judge as well. Like, have you seen some of the clips where he's walking around? He's like trying to punch the the, the ball out of the players' hands as he's walking yeah. past them, just to make sure they're on on point and they're on uh, they're on alert. And yeah, it's balls on the hand. What's that, Shane?
1: So, but he never has to hand. do it to Evan Ingram. He's never got a ball in his hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Evan, but you're getting it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, Man, I,
0: you're think, going to, I think you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to love next week when we talk tight ends, mate, aren't you? I'm sad
1: I'm not going to be here. I wonder which way I'm going to go. <laughs> um, I think with me, with Daniel Jones, it comes down to one question. He's a franchise quarterback. And for me, you need to answer that question not sitting on the fence. And I don't think he is. I think he's got the potential to be a franchise quarterback. But I don't think he's going to be in this league. I don't think he's going to. You might make him a serviceable one at the Giants, but I don't think he's going to be someone that other teams are going to be looking at. Giving, I wish we had Daniel Jones, like they do with Wilson, Mahomes, Rogers, etc. You know, he's not going to be in that top, say top five elite quarterbacks in this league. Um, And like I said before,
0: on that note, note, I know I know you've got his jersey in the background there, Andy, but whoever said that about Eli Manning
3: what I I was always a fan of Eli I just think we didn't move on from him quick enough Um,
0: yeah, who, what other team went oh I wish we had Eli Manning
2: I bet there was a few teams out there San Diego
0: yeah well maybe San Diego <laughs> but that was, their, that was their loss but I'm not I'm not saying that no one did but I'm, but I'm saying like
3: just I, know, I think because Eli you don't was. Have,
0: just because you don't have a Mahomes or, or a Lamar Jackson. Doesn't mean he's not a franchise quarterback.
2: Yeah, true. Like, like... So just to come back to uh, Shane's point quickly. So, Shane, um, it's difficult, though. Like, cause, uh, like, it's hard to say, right? Okay. When do you move off him? Do you mean if you you can't, like, are you saying we should keep searching until we find it, a top five for QB or or would a top 15 one be okay if we surround him with, with the right? uh the right weapons. Do you get the question I'm yeah. asking? Like, do we do we just I'm keep get like going into there.
1: the draft? But for me, if he doesn't perform this year, see you later, he's gone after he's gone after year three, as far as I'm concerned. We'll get a new guy in next year and you can just be a backup for the remainder of your rookie deal. And that's just me calling it not sitting on the fence or going one way or the other and that's the way I'm going at the minute because for me we look at what we've surrounded you with this year. If you don't okay. if you don't perform this year it's see like later, daniel we've got two first round picks we've got draft capital to move up and go and get one of the top quarterbacks let's not penny pinch let's not try and be clever or smart let's just do it Let, let's not sit there with possibly the second overall pick and take a running back again kind of thing
2: so 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 Shane, what what would what would you consider a season worthy of, of us not going QB next year? What, what would uh, the season look like? I, not necessarily numbers, but what would, what
1: the, what would the season like, look like? Playoffs and divisional winners, 100%. Um, and I'd want to see it's not going to happen, but I'd want to see turnovers in single digits or very, very low double digits, no more than 12 interceptions and fumbles combined. Um, and I'd want to see touchdowns sort of in the late like, 20s to early 30s.
2: Yeah that would be I, a nice
1: season i, I agree i agree with your stats
0: i think yeah touchdowns late 20s early 30s turnovers yeah ideally single figures that'd be good um but i think divisional win playoffs that'd be amazing but i think even if we even even if we go sort of what's the, what do you need like 10 and 7 11 and 6 and get picked by you know you know, head to head record or by one game it's a a marked improvement on what we've been used to over the last few years so I think if we we don't win the division but have a good record, i.e. a winning record where we're significantly above 500 then I think he stays but I think if we're we're around 500 or worse or whatever then I I, I do agree with you, I think it will be sayonara and we'll be looking in the draft to get um, one of the top guys coming out next year
1: yeah, I'd i agree. Like I say, like you know, divisional one is is, is the ideal for me. But yeah, you know, you can be a little bit say, okay, well, if what if we lose eight by head to head, even though we finish what, eleven and sixty, is it now? Yeah, eleven. And um, six, yeah, yeah. 70. If we say that, okay, fair enough. You you've shown that marked improvement. And um, but like you say, you know, if, if you go if, if even to me, even if you finish just above five hundred, like uh, seven, Trying to work my mum and maths. Say very good. Whatever, what, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> um, even finish above that to me. just like, is that really good enough?
2: Well, I think I think if he comes away with the stats that you've just said there now, I think our defense is good and like outstanding. I I really like our defense to be fair. And if Aziz can be what I hope he can be, then um, we we'll really get after the, the 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 opposition quarterback. But if he if he gets those stats that you said, I think you're looking at uh, less turnovers, more touchdowns. Um, the defence will get you enough stops and turnovers for you to win a lot of games. So, you you know, if you would be looking at 11 wins for us, I think.
1: Yeah. And not going off on a tangent too much, but we'll just because saw something you've mentioned there, what are you more excited for this coming season, the offence or the defence, bearing in mind what we've added on both sides of the ball? Great question.
2: Oh, so well, I'll go... Um,
1: but for offense, me it's defense. See, right,
2: I, and I kind of agree with that. But me, as offense, because I kind of, I kind of trust the defense more. Do you know what I mean? I kind of like, I kind of think, okay, I know what we're going to get from a Patrick Graham defense and the pieces we've added. So I want to see, like, okay, offense, come on, come on, it can't be all the defense doing all the work. Come on, you need to pull your weight now. I
0: agree with that on, the, on that, Kev. Um, yeah, the, we know what the defense can do. L- offense shows what you can do and we we've, we've said before Daniel Jones you've got no excuse now really because you've got the weapons in place the pieces are in place we've team. got
2: we've, we've got a good enough uh, defense that if offense is good we can we we can shock a few people this year
0: yeah And you think and look at, For me looking, as well. at last, looking at last year about the, the games that we lost how many were close games we've discussed it before how many were close games and it was just that one one extra turnover that that one extra fumble the you know, one drop by Engram like we discussed with against the Philly game it comes down to those fine margins and if we can iron out those fine margins we could end up in a an 11 and 6 or 12 even 12 and 5 record I mean, that'd be amazing I know but and we could end up winning the division it's re- it really was yeah obviously the 6 and 10 last year wasn't great but it was fine margins when it came down
1: to it I think for me as well. I was just going to say the other thing with the defense, sweeties, We've got a good enough defense to give Daniel Jones the ball in good field position. You know, getting turnovers and stops, special teams. Okay, we died off towards the end of last year, but the first half of the season, special teams were quality, in my opinion, like the best. The best probably since I've been following the Giants. So we've got the defense and special teams to put Jones in a good position, or you? you're not backed up on you in your own end zone, effectively.
2: Yeah, definitely, and I think we were really bad in the red zone on offense last year. Um, So, like, we has to improve, and, that, and that, that's on him as well, Jim. I mean, he needs to be able to 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 take the play call, change it at the line of scrimmage if needs be, um, and pick out. Like, you got Galladay now, was he six four? You got um, Rudolph now, six six. You've got um like all these players like to be able to you know throw throw them up there or or run it in. So we need to. We need to, also do the turnovers as well. Like if you turn the ball less over, sometimes it's fine to throw it away, punt. Because it's better punting and pitting them in their 10 or 15 than it is giving the ball up on your own 30.
0: Yeah, Bowl expect- 46. Yeah, exactly. We don't expect to score on every, every possession.
2: Not at all. No, no. Because like, it's like it's I mentioned position. earlier on, like our defence will make enough stops for us to play smart football.
0: Yeah. Andy, here you looking forward to seeing offence or defence more.
3: Uh, I think both the major questions are both on the offense so you'd have to lean towards that side I mean, you're literally in a do you pay or do you not pay Saquon Barkley and at the same time you're looking at DJ wondering if this guy's the future because you've got two first round picks next year and I don't know the draft class, Um, I haven't heard a QB's name yet so I'm guessing there's no one outstanding so even if you've got the first overall pick you're possibly not going to get your Trevor Lawrence but I think all the questions are on the offensive side which is kind of annoying to be honest, because if Justin Herbert doesn't go back to college, we're talking about him right now and how we're gonna win a Super Bowl this year. 100%. I'd have took him at six. I'd have took him at six. I think Daniel Jones was a reach, especially when you were also picking at seventeen.
2: Yeah, see I would have loved to have got um Josh Allen and then come back for Daniel Jones.
3: That was S- I was ecstatic with that. But um
2: you can't always get what you want, let's
3: no thing is though people keep saying like oh but Daniel Jones might not have been though at 17 if that was the case so be it yeah. like I, I, Daniel Jones is in my opinion a good player I've watched every snap he's ever taken and I couldn't tell you if he's elite or a third string to be honest because he does some things that were amazing and some things that you just want to smack your head off a wall and forget but he wouldn't necessarily have that at 17 if you take him at 17 you, this is kind of who you get at that sort of range Like giving up a sixth round pick for QB, you expect that person
1: to be your QB for the next ten years. Yeah, he wasn't a must. If if he wasn't there at seventeen, you weren't going. Oh, we've got to, we've got to get him, kind of thing. He wasn't a, he wasn't a, you can't miss kind of player. So like, you know, if he went there at seventeen, he's not there at the end of the world. I just took uh, Dwayne Haskins,
3: let it fail as it did in Washington, and gone out. That didn't work, and gone on to the next guy. To be honest.
1: Like, um, like she was, said, is it yeah. at number four the following year?
2: <laughs> like she said as well now, um, like we've given him now an O line that the front office believe in, not maybe not everyone does, but no line the front office believe in, and some some very good, um, very good weapons. So, so it's kind of like it is a proven year, like we've discussed. This is a year to go out there now. He should know the playbook it's the first time he's had the same playbooks in the second year since he was since he was in college so he's got a bit of familiarity there um and he's been working with the guys off season like you know you've seen all the videos and stuff about them he's been throwing with people he's been out there trying to get timing um, he's you know building up a real rapport with him. You know, it feels it feels like a team. It feels like we have actually got a team, and it feels like he's a leader of that team now as well. I think maybe the ghost of Eli is maybe gone this year as well. they not lingering over him, and I think this is a, definitely the year. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be the first as well to say, look, at the end of the season, if he hasn't put up the numbers or hasn't played the way we've wanted him to play, to say, look, okay, let, you know, let's move on. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just hope he does.
1: And on that topic, just very quickly, okay. So he doesn't have he doesn't have the season we want, and it is time to say on. Let's face facts: has his ownership and this GM got the bottle to turn in and say that? No, I don't think so. Absolutely not, because I think also
2: talking about them, um, talking about the draft pick as well. I do think the person weighed more than the player when they made the pick. I believe they saw him as as a good replacement for eli and a giants kind of guy um you more you know uh, in him in eli. yeah and like so i believe like you know talk about culture building culture and the having the right type of guys in the building um like what was that egypt out of uh georgia the cornerback baker like that that was definitely not the right kind of guy do you know what I mean so i think you know um so that, that, was, that weighed heavily on that pick as well, I think.
3: With the Baker pick, though, they knew there was issues there. There was character issues. Or was it had gone a lot higher. It wasn't news to anyone. And when it kind of happened, the rest of the league rolled their eyes and went, well, that's what happens. I know he's now at Kansas City and fair play to him. I hope he turns his life around. But it was a bad pick. I think we'd do that a lot. I mean, We definitely reached on Daniel Jones, in my opinion. I remember the night of picking him. I was absolutely distraught. But um, it was the same the year before, to be honest, with Saquon Barkley. I wanted Sam Darnold. And Man. I'd still take Sam Darnold, not going to lie. Um, but interesting one, because we spoke about this before we obviously started the pod. Do you not think this is where Miami fans were a couple of years ago talking about Tannehill?
2: Possibly, yeah.
3: I'm not convinced I'm not convinced if DJ doesn't make it here he doesn't make it in the NFL the New York market is a tough one to play in. the media are brutal I I could see him rock up in somewhere like Tennessee uh, sit behind Tannehill for a year or whatever and then become their starter down the line if it doesn't work here but I do believe that Mara and Gettleman are going to pay him no matter what he does because they won't admit they were wrong and I hope they're not yeah
2: we all do I think he's got the right temperament for the market Um, I know uh one of the guys he was working with on the um, pocket movement stuff um, said that like basically nothing fears him he really when he asked him about the New York market and stuff like that he's just so level headed about it and he's just you know he, he came across that it just doesn't get to him at all which is good um, because it, it yeah it could ruin some people
0: yeah it's very again very Eli Manning-esque it, it, that New York media buzz doesn't really affect him or so he says and he He just has that sort of aura of calm and...
2: Also, just a quick question as well, lads. Just a quick question. Do Do you think the way the NFL's gone since, I don't know, 12, when Andrew Luck came in, do you think there's too much emphasis on QB needs to win now, needs to be good now? Do you think, like, before, they didn't get... Like, now they don't get the three years grace period where, like, okay, let's see them develop, let's see them develop he kind of like has to win now, otherwise you move on. Do you think that's more of a culture now?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But we'll say one thing. He's definitely a replacement for Eli. It's just as frustrating. He handles it the exact same way, and he doesn't seem flustered by it all, which is really he's frustrating getting... when you want him to show some sort of passion for what he's doing, yeah, because to... he's killing you on a Sunday.
2: He won't yeah, give you like a quote, 20... will he?
0: When we knew it, when we knew it, sort of, the end was coming for Eli. It's kind of like, do we want something of the same, or do we want to go in a different direction? It was. I was hoping we would go in a different direction, but we've got something of the same, and it's kind of, it was a bit disheartening. It's like, okay, well, let's deal with what we've got then.
2: Let's be honest. Would would our front office and ownership ever go for a Kyler Murray type of player? That of electric small like. If Ryan they were gonna do
3: it, they could have done it the year before. They could have jumped back up into the first and taken Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And we would have wasted that kid's career. He literally went to probably the right team for him. And he's fantastic to watch, and he's in the right setup. The Ravens were willing to change everything for him. We're very old school and it can be really frustrating. I kept joking last season we were playing 80s football in mm-hmm. what 2020. Because it's literally you build through the defence, you want a pocket passer and it's just it's not how the league is now and you
1: there's a joking. failure to adapt Yeah, you were joking it, um, I was going to say it is interesting that you mentioned that because I don't know how true it is um, but one of the things that I, I've heard previously mentioned is that the Giants were interested in trading up for Lamar Jackson and obviously that pick, if I remember right, was held by the Philadelphia Eagles there's no chance in hell they were going to give up that quarterback uh, that pick to get us a quarterback um I've also heard that in the 2019 draft they did like Kyler Murray but they knew it was ne- it was a non-starter because he was going to go to, to Arizona. own so that it was never going to happen um but the, so I, I, I personally wouldn't say that they'd rule it out if those two stru- stories are true how true they are, I've got absolutely no idea of it's just things that i've heard previously on other podcasts and that.
0: So would you would you have uh kept Eli manning for another year let him tank and have a really bad last season and then potentially pick up someone like um herbert in the first round in 2020
2: you can't tank man it's not fair on the fans who pay money like we pay subscription to game pass people pay season tickets like you can't like players also are playing for careers they're playing to be on a team next year you know they want to pick good film out there don't want to pick good tape out there um you, you just can't, tank. and also I don't think the Giants, New York Football Giants, talk about tradition and stuff like that. They would ever contemplate, imagine, oh, let's try and get a way. better draft position. Like imagine we could have got a better, easier. we could have got a better draft position last year. We could have done well, what the Eagles we, done.
1: We didn't need to tank to get Justin Herbert because we could have had him anyway.
3: True.
1: We, we we were at number four, and he was on the board, so we, we could easily have had him. This is true. From what I heard, we actually
3: really liked the guy as well, but he literally went back to college. and We were looking for the QB that year. Um, what we did to Eli Manning, I think, is honestly unforgivable. Like, We literally left him for, what was it, about four, five years with the worst O-line he's ever had. He had no protection. The, the only player I remember being brought in, which was an Eli Manning-like player, was Golden Tate, and he barely got to play with him. Yeah, It, it was so badly run. I, we really let Eli down.
2: See, I'm interested to see what they think about the O line. Actually, like going forward, they they must believe in it. Like, and they bring him back. Pat Flatterday I think, was a good was a good um, acquisition to get him in. You know, he obviously was the offensive line coach back in 07 when um, we went on to win the Super Bowl um, to work alongside um, Slade, um, who was offensive coordinator of the Raging Cajuns, wasn't he, Louisiana Lafayette? Um, yeah. So, so. I don't know. I, I think they hope that these five players now, like I said, I think Will Hernandez is twenty-five, and the rest of them are all between twenty-two and 20, 25. I, I think they hope that they can grow with Daniel Jones and be a, a cohesive unit, who like proper plays for each other, like because they grow, they'll grow in the league together. Um, maybe they're hoping that you know that's that's what they can do going forward. They're but hoping that
1: everything. until they have to pay him.
2: Well,
1: yeah. That, that, was, <laughs> that was just what I was going to come on to. The problem is you say all that, but Hernandez is out of contract next year, as he's uh, Peppers, as is Zozo Carter, you know, BJ Hills. Up. So, you know, I, I, I imagine we're going to give Barclay a contract. I'd like to think we're going to give Peppers a contract. Engram, hey, I've
2: got a quick question for you. I heard this the other day, right? Like, i am bemused to why pep isn't signed yet to be honest i thought we should have locked him up at the end of last season right (laughs) Now, now right we we know how we feel about evan ingram right he just hasn't done it for us right he's been um a liability he hasn't been um the player that we hoped we were getting in the first round but Joe judge loves him the organization loves him how how frustrated would it be if they signed
1: ingram and let pep walk I might get our Twitter account closed down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens,
3: that. That's a horrible.
1: Thing. <laughs> nah, I don't know. That can't happen. I ain't going to let it happen. I'll be tweeting and sending letters, emails.
0: Shane, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be um, in trouble for uh, breaking. Are we in serious bridge. trouble? Yeah, he'll be breaking breaking like serious code on Twitter or something like that when you... he. <laughs> well, the only reason why I say it like on?
2: is because it'd be, it'd be something that we do. Like, you could, you know, they'll be like, okay, McKinney's coming on. We've got L- uh, Logan Ryan locked up for another two seasons. Um, Thank God for that. You know, Julian Love is, is 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 a serviceable backup at all defensive back positions, outside slot and well, safety.
1: He it, David. He's going to stay a joint now. Can you stop this conversation. He's <laughs> saying so this was TV on. I wouldn't I, I, be worried I like about Pepe it. I, I do like Pep. I think he's he's passionate. He, he 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 loves the Giants effectively. Like you know, I know he's never said that but from everything I've heard. Like he's the sort of player that like um, kind of not bleed big blue, but you know when when they, when they lose games, I, I've heard one of a podcast mention that they interviewed him after the Cowboys' defeat. Um, not the season, just gone the season before. And in the locker room, he was proper distraught. And I said, "Pep, can we have a quick word?" And he just went, "Give me five minutes," because he was so upset and angry and annoyed. And he, he's got it. If I remember, was he a captain as well the season just gone?
2: Yeah, and he's a jersey lad as well.
1: So he, he's That's got a stage. That's the. I'd,
2: I'd love to see him because I think he's. I think he fills that perfect role of that sort of like star position. You know, the hybrid sort of like undersized linebacker of a coverage i mean um yeah I, I i just think we should get him signed to be honest and like and i do think um that you know we'll you know let ingram walk if ingram's asking for anything more than six seven million i think let him walk and then um pick up a you know go, go to the draft we still, should have still have we should still have rudolph for a year and i just really like kid and smith
1: we've got Calvin benjamin
2: <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with with the additions that have been moved to, made to our offense, do you really think Daniel Jones could improve on his previous two seasons?
3: Yes, one hundred
2: percent. It's how much, though. That's the big thing. I, I think he will improve, but by how much?
1: I don't see if he can't improve. Like, can you? Can he Can you regress any? I don't, I don't want to ask the question, so I'm probably going to get the answer I don't like, but I'd like to see if he can't regress anymore because he did regress last year. So now he's got more weapons, hopefully it fit's sake one back. He's got that number one wide receiver, so he should progress. He's looking
2: jacked as well. Have you seen him at the moment? Yeah. He definitely looks... He de- do you know what? From everything we're hearing, and we can only know what people put out there, but for everything we're hearing and seeing... He is taking it seriously. Like I think he 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 obviously wants to get better, but I think you
1: know he's he's got to lay down his mark this year. Definitely does. I do wonder if some of that he, he knows he's got to get like he knows that pressure's there. He he knows full well what, what the joints have effectively done for his for this coming season, and he knows he's got to turn up with his A game every single day. I'm, he probably is, but I'm expecting that he's he, he's rocking up at the facility for six am every day, first player there, last one out. Well, I think. Getting,
2: that's that's what we're hearing. Like he's doing all that. He's doing all the, the stuff that a leader should be doing, pitting the work in, um, getting the guys together. But also I think like I think going back on the tape, seeing how much how better Thomas was the second half of last season, um, I think that will give him confidence. If he can see the O line gelling as well, I think that will give him great you no know, no, knowing, knowing that your blind side is protected by someone capable
1: of doing it. I think that, that can only help. The other, sure. thing, the other thing I was going to say as well, and I, I, I don't know if this is possibly in the news and I've missed it, but I'd be interested to know if he's still in touch with Eli and ever sort of like choice to get, not tips, but like, you know, just lean on Eloy for a little bit of veteran stroke, friendship advice, or like, you know, or to get to get a feel, someone to just lean on to take the burden off him a little bit. Yeah, I hear they have been, I hear they have been like Texan in the off season.
3: All right, okay. Isn't Eli in the building? I thought he'd taken a position
1: with the Giants. I think he's, he's still looking want- into it. I think nothing confirmed. He but wants I think, to.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, I was going to say he wants to, but I don't think he's. He said nothing he doesn't want to be yet. involved. In- he said he didn't want to be involved in coaching or something, any, he, like as an advisor or yeah. that. That's yeah. the route he wants to get. opposed to being like a quarterbacks coach, for instance.
2: Something like, you know, an ambassador type role, you know, like a Sean O'Hara or, you know, Carl Banks, you know, that type of stuff. Like, you know, ties to the organization, but not actually Monday to Friday grinding.
3: Yeah. I'd love to see him on the show and stuff that they do after games. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name that hosts it. Papa something. Bob Papa. Bob Papa. 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 I'd love to see him alongside him in the post game talking about games. Like, obviously, he's got the experience and stuff like that. And I've always found Eli fascinating to listen to.
1: Um, well, he would use big UK and Ireland as his first step. You can come on <laughs> here first. Yeah, he yeah.
3: <laughs> you could definitely bring me on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, imagine. imagine. I actually think we're going to be a lot better than people think. Mm. Uh, I don't think the NFL are going to see it. I think the fans are starting to pick up on the fact that, as Kevin said a few times, we have got players multiple players at positions we're very well stacked injuries could really make or break the season but if we're sat here in January talking about can the Giants win the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl I wouldn't be overly surprised I think we're a lot better than people think and I think Daniel Jones will step into the role he's not someone I'm really overly worried about no
0: fingers crossed we can uh, have those uh, those be in that position at the end of the season, that's for sure. We should talk
3: about it anyway, even if we're like oh, and what's it 17 yeah, this season? Oh, god,
0: <laughs> it's not going to happen, Andy. We can dream better now. Um, um, so for Jones to have a good season, we said earlier he needs to have sort of good, good, you know, a, a, a much better t- um, turnover, you know, number he needs to be in their single figures, uh, needs to throw. More in the way of like yardage, things like that. So, over under, then three and a half thousand yards. Do you think it's going to be over or under? Over has gone over.
2: Yeah, I can push four thousand mark.
0: Shane, over under three and
1: a half thousand. Can I call a friend? <laughs> who
0: is that who has said friend and why are you calling them this late at night
1: i don't know i really got none to be fair <laughs> we're all um, friends here buddy oh see, so i'm the opposite of kev i'm <laughs> pessimistic as opposed to optimistic so i like to turn in is set the bar quite low so then if it reaches that bar i'm not disappointed so, you're so going i'm, to I'm go gonna it. go for yeah, I'm going for under.
0: Andy, three and a half thousand over under.
1: Under,
3: but I don't think it's going to matter. I think defence wins championships and he will manage the offence effectively enough to keep the defence off the field as much as he needs to, to be honest. I, I I think it'll be under, but I think it's mainly because we're going to rush the ball a lot and the defence will win games for us.
1: I think... Uh, if if uh, that happens, as you say, if that happens, are you happy for Jones to get a new contract? Or do you think that that's a a thing on Jones to turn and say he's not the franchise?
0: I think if he runs a steady ship, then yeah, I'll be happy for him to get a new contract.
1: I mean, you'd have to
2: pass the A test. I mean, you'd have to watch him and just say, like, has, is he costing you games, or are we, or is the defense winning us all the time, or is it like, is it complimentary football? Are we playing? Comp- is he complementing the defense and we're winning games?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: the fact that you know he's been sacked eight, eighty-three times in two seasons. Well, if 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 it's anywhere near that sort of number, like you know forty-five last year, I think it's forty-three the year before. We need to we need to halve that number for him to have a have a chance. And the fact that he's got a you know, he's got a receiver in Golladay, who's the second best deep threat in the league in twenty nineteen match with the best deep threat quarterback in the league last year he, might, he, could, he could put some numbers up, he could put some good numbers up and the fact that we've now got Kadaris Toney in there as well you know, we've, got, we've got some great weapons and I think I'm 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 looking forward to this season, just see what he can do um, prove the doubters wrong, I say, go out and prove him wrong um, and I really hope he does, I really hope he does I really hope we're not sitting here in 12 months time um, well not in 12 months time but maybe in 10 months time after the season finish and thinking that's it for daniel jones because i like the guy i think he's, he's a yeah he might not be the best quarterback in the league but i like the guy and i think he can he can do well for the team he can he can he can lead this team in the future for sure
1: you think if he's been sat that many times he'd be used to holding onto the ball
3: <laughs>
1: obviously not'
0: <laughs> Obviously not but, you know, 83 yeah, sacks, and he's lost seventeen fumbles. So that's what twenty-five percent fumble rate. About that, it's not great, is it? Had two
2: not great. Have you got any more over and unders for us
0: Uh Touchdowns over under thirty.
2: Oh, I was hoping with you were going to say twenty-five. I'm going under with that one. I think.
1: Yeah, under thirty.
3: With all the weapons. Massively under
1: thirty. <laughs> <What a> weapon. <laughs> Unanimous decision that one.
0: <laughs> so, so, so if you if you, if it had been twenty five, would you have gone over twenty five? I would have, yeah. So you're gonna be you're between twenty five and thirty then. Sir. Interesting. Interesting. All right, and Sax?
2: I don't I think he'll talking. get any sex. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how <laughs> line. I don't think. <laughs> how many times will he be sacked? Over or under
2: twenty. Ooh. Over. Yeah, I think might just over.
1: Over. And I think some of that'll be because he'll get sacks recorded against him when he's trying to get out of the pocket. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it just happens to be no. behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. Good
0: yeah. yeah.
3: It's about the same as those guys. I also think he gets under twenty-five. You guys are forgetting how good Saquon Barkley is in the red zone.
2: We're also forgetting probably because we haven't seen him in a while because he's been injured.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, by the time, by the time the season comes around, it'll be almost two years since we have seen him.
3: Oh, poor kid! Such a talented player as well. I know. Yeah, and but... you want to talk about flexing? I've actually seen him score a hat trick at MetLife. Oh. Odell right. Beckham scored that day too. It was a great day to be at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> I'm, sure
0: I'm sure it was.
3: Um
1: Dan, I'm going to give you one more to give us for over under turnovers. Give us a number turn. for turnovers.
0: What turn to- total turnovers?
2: Interceptions and fumbles. Yeah, fumbles and interceptions.
3: Um, under <laughs> over 500. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thirty. Total over or under. Three
1: zero or one three. 3-0. Uh, well under. I'm gonna go under. I don't think it'll be well under. I think it'll be like mid twenties. Nah. I think. I think he'll fumble. I think he'll fumble in double jeeps. Huh? I think you will fumble ten or eleven times. And he'll easily throw interceptions at least 15.
2: Oh, I don't know. I'll go 12 that's what, and 8.
1: That's what he'll be in the sort of 25 range.
2: I reckon, I reckon 12 interceptions, 7 fumbles.
3: I going to say, if he fumbles double figures, then you've got real questions about his future. But that would be if, if we're talking fumbles lost rather than just fumbling if he loses 10 plus it's a massive increase on what he did last year
0: yeah i think it i i in interceptions i think he'll keep he'll keep around double figures um I think, what was it 2019 through 12 interceptions last year 10. so i think he'll keep it around that sort of mark hopefully hopefully less um but it's just that it's just the fumbles, interceptions. I think it'll be around. It'll be around double figures. Um, he threw for twelve in twenty nineteen and ten last year, so I think he'll keep it around that number. And we know some of those
3: weren't his. weren't on him, so they weren't always his fault. Say so how many of those were actually the Titans' problem? Because I can remember three of them. Six. I literally bade them in the
2: air. Yeah. A lot of them were like quick, like Hs were like. Ingram would turn around and he wasn't expecting it, or and they just bounced off his hand and like obviously linebacker or safety or quarterback came in and snagged it.
3: Yeah, it's Philly, where he literally hit him between the numbers. It was uh, harder to drop it than it was to catch the damn thing. And he dropped it. Of course, he did. Um,
0: but yeah, it's, it's the fumbles I'm
3: concerned about. He needs to. He needs to get his ball security. sorted. If he's working on his pocket awareness, though, you can only hope that it comes to fruition by. It. I do like that about him He is willing to work on issues he has And he knows he has them So he doesn't need us to tell him He's fully aware Exactly, he is fully aware
0: um, Anything else to add on Daniel Jones, guys?
1: Yeah, loads But I don't think we've got enough time <laughs> <laughs> We could go on, couldn't we? i am not going to lie
2: We'll revisit it in pre-season
1: Yeah,
0: we'll no doubt talk more about him Yeah, we'll no doubt talk more about him later on in the off-season and pre-season. Um, but yeah, there you have it. Our breakdown of the Giants quarterbacks. Um, let us know if you agree with what we've said or whether you disagree or you have, you have a different opinion. Get in touch with us at BigBlueUKIRL on Twitter or on Facebook at New York Giants UK and I'll find our podcast thread and get in touch with us there. Uh, and that leads us nicely into Andy. And as you all know, Andy is one of the main men behind the UK Giants group. And the time and effort he puts in doesn't go unnoticed. Ah, Is there anything in the pipeline for meetups to this season or anything like that?
3: Oh, I hope to. Uh, obviously, the world needs to fix itself first. But if they will allow us to meet up somewhere, London, even if it's not London, it's another location. Like, obviously, Shane's Birmingham-based. I'm not that far out of there myself, so... I'd hope to. Our meetups have never really been impressive, but those that do show up, it's always a good laugh. It doesn't, uh, need, to be, it doesn't need to be a huge amount of people. It just needs just want
0: people to get together and watch the game and talk Giants football. Because I've had great
3: nights just like four of us at the Hippodrome. Not gonna lie.
0: Exactly. It doesn't you? You don't need a whole party. You can just have three or four of you, and it'll still be a good night.
3: Main issue I've got is I've lost my sofa in London. My mates move into Dublin. Oh, so we should all meet up in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm up for that. I'm sure Kev will be up for that.
2: 100% up for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds great. Let's do that. Let's, let's get Double on that, meet up. Let's get on that black gold, yeah? Uh, the UK invasion for MetLife is it's in the pipeline, shall we say. Um, everyone wants to go out for the Dallas game. I'm not so keen. So whether that happens this year or next year, a lot's going to depend on pretty much the state of the world. It's this problem with guys Everything's reliant on What you can do Whether you can fly I And mean, you work at Heathrow You know the uh, issues You guys are having So Oh yeah I would rather not get caught In them queues for four days If it's all the same to you
2: Yeah I think personally I've just kind of said to myself Like I, I won't go over This year to a game I think I, I will just Suck it up And, and then save it for um, For next year Just let me know The lay of the land And you know what we can do Because like Want to try and do like a a, like a a decent tour like you know like a decent um like go and see the museum and stuff on on the couple of days before the the game or whatever we'll be able to do a few bits and bobs and so um i'd rather like just wait this year and really go for it and then plan something decent next year
3: the situation i'm in as well but it's yeah we've got a few things planned but we're kind of waiting on the world as usual with the uk giants we'll take it as it comes like yeah. And what do you think, what does the future look like for the group as well? I'd hope pretty much as it is now. It's just a great community. we come together to talk Giants football. I'd, I'd hope Giants football will be around the rest of my life. So pretty much the same. <laughs> I
0: do not see Giants football going anywhere anytime soon, I'm not going to lie. I
3: would hope not.
0: Although if it gets rid of John Martin, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's always been a pleasure being part of the group um because let's face it i wouldn't i wouldn't have met the three of you if i wasn't part of the group
3: um there's a lot of people i wouldn't have met victor exactly, cruz included exactly that mate and john mara don't you know yeah he didn't really speak to me he kind mm. of went and spoke to you yeah he just signed the helmet I yeah, stop definitely... these days i'd have a few things to say yeah, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs>
2: getting on getting on here and chatting with you lads as well like it's definitely given me uh I'm really looking forward to the Sunday evenings of you know getting the old messaging back and forward, and maybe yeah. jumping the thread a bit more. I've sort of maybe watched from a distance some of the, the 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 thread chat and stuff like, and have really partake and uh, you know get involved in, in in like a lot of chatting. But um, definitely looking forward to it this year now.
0: Yeah, and I think because we've sort of gone through the off season and, and spoken about it week in week out, you know we're all getting more and more excited as the as the off season goes on. I think when it actually comes around to the season started, we'll be we'll all be like kids at Christmas, um, and you know don't get me wrong. I'm, I've I've loved Giants football. I've loved the Giants for for years now, but I think the last couple of years I've not really felt that huge excitement coming into the season. But I am this year. I've got that excitement back, and I think that part part of that is the, the reason. Of part of that really the reason is because we've been doing this, um, and it's just got that that passion back in me. I think and. Yeah, thanks to the uh, the Giants UK group, it's uh, we're in the position we are now. So the future looking rosy for him I think.
3: I still say it was all Shane. You pets still be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, hey, that it was, the
0: truth. It was, it, it was Shane. It was Shane that gave us a kick out the backside. I'm not Shane
3: gonna, was the right guy at the right time. I, right? I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, but not,
1: not many people have said that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not,
0: I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit that Shane was the one that gave us the kick out the backside because we've been talking about it for a while
3: um, But Don't get me wrong, totally jealous now I really wish I'd got involved with it and just gone for it but I, I think it was important that it was other people like, I, I do a lot with the group and when things happen and we meet with the Giants or there's videos on the Giants site, it always seems to be me at the front of it and I don't want people to think that this group's about me or Kev uh, not Kev, sorry, uh, Keith yeah, it's not about Kev, get out of here but oh, it's the community as a whole, and we've got such a great community here.
0: We have. It's a great. It, is, it really is a great thing to be part of. Um, and credit to credit to you and credit to Keith for um, for build, building up to what it is today.
3: Yeah, we do what we do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so we did get a question in from Ashley Platt last week. So thanks for your question, mate. Um, who do you think will be the Giants' offensive and defensive player of the year for 2021? Uh, Shane, I'll hand over to you first. Um,
1: defensive player of the year. I'm going to go for a player who I think kind of been overlooked, um, and that's Xavier McKinney. I was absolutely buzzing to get him in the draft. Um, when he did play last year, he looked very good. He had the inception in the last game against Dallas. He also had another inception that was pulled back for holding by Diane Holmes, I think I want to say it was off the top of my head. Um, so I'm expecting massive, massive things. This year, like he's, he, I was absolutely buzzing to get him at the time. I never thought he'd fall to us in the second round. A bit like Old this year, um, but yeah, I think he's going to be great this year on the defense. And then offense, i there's a few candidates, but I'm just going to do. I'm going to do a Kev. Um, I'm going to big up my homeboy Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Um, I think he's going to come back strong. He's going to come back fit. He's going to come back with a a bit of a prove it mentality. Uh, there's been a lot of question marks about he, is he a good pass blocker he's admitted he has to work on it there's been a lot of questions about was he worth that number two overall pick There's question marks is he an injury prone player um so for me i think Barkley's gonna come back he'll be in contention for comeback player of the year in the nfl once the season's said and done and i'm gonna give go him as my offensive player of the year sweet thanks kev
2: um for offense i'm gonna go with daniel jones way I do. I like part of me is kind of like I just trying to will it into existence as well. <laughs> but, so, but yeah, I, I think if he again, it's one of those seasons where we've, we've said it multiple times, a little bit of put up a shut up, you know, show us what you've got, you know, you're gonna go out and lead this team, be the leader, like along with Saquon, you're gonna go out and like show why you deserve to be the franchise head, like face of the franchise. Um, so, I'm really hoping he can prove a lot of people wrong this year. Um, and for my defensive player, um, I'm going to go with Lorenzo Carter. I think he could. Um, I think he could have. He could, I think he could explode this year. Actually, I think if he comes back fully healthy and plays all 16 games, um, he could get double digit sacks this year.
3: Nice, Andy. Oh, Way to put yourself out there offensively, lads. Um, to be fair, if Saquon gets uh, Comeback Player of the Year ahead of Christian McCaffrey, I'll be amazed um, But as for us Yeah, I'll take a gamble, John Ross Offensively There okay. I, I we go, How, how's that? He's, he's He's a lot better than people think he is um, I think He'll obviously have a good season if he gets our Offensive Player of the Year uh, Defensively, not as out there I think Logan Ryan by a long way I, I've got high hopes for Logan this uh off se- well this season. It's not even the off season. But I he's gonna be the captain this team has needed in defence for a long time and he's already showing it. Yeah, very good pick.
0: He is. Um offense. I mean I can't I can't choose one of the three you've chosen.
1: Um
3: I'm
0: going go- <laughs> you
1: know. Does that mean you would choose one of the
0: three that we'd mentioned? I was, I was going to go Saquon Barkley because I think he's going to have a stellar year I'm going to go Kelly Golladay
3: what you mean not Carl Rudolph
0: <laughs>
3: that was your error <laughs> I'm gonna, you traitor I'm
0: going to go, go Kelly G I think he's going to have a stellar year and I think Daniel Jones is going to launch the ball to him um, and he's going to really prove to all Giants fans why why we signed him and he's going to make Detroit regret letting him go I think you're going to have a great year. Um fantastic receiver, great deep threat, runs routes really good. What's not to like about him? Um and defense, uh I'm going to go with the Mike, I'm going to go with the guy in the middle of the field. I'm going to go with Blake Martinez. I think he's just he reminds me so much of a player like Antonio Pierce that was in the backfield. It yeah, just yeah. I love the guy. I think he's an... Absolute,
2: he's been a great signing, hasn't he?
0: He's an absolute beast at linebacker. He's, oh. he's the Mike we need. He's the guy that... He's moving the pieces around. He's calling the plays. He's hes one of the best on... He's one of the, our best guys on defence and I think he'll get Defensive Player of the Year.
2: He should have been to the Pro Bowl as well.
0: Oh, okay. I can't believe he missed that. criminal that he wasn't. Criminal. Yeah, in England, Mexico. Work that one out. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. His
3: mum votes a
0: lot. <laughs> She must, she must have racked up a, well, I suppose it's all done online, isn't it? I was going to say she must have racked up a huge phone bill, but it's all online. So, yeah, she must have been on there. 24- My
3: God, he's a bad son of his mum's still on dial-up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
3: voting
1: for Evan Ingram on the phone.
3: I, I wouldn't have voted for him if he got me on dial-up into that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know who's had more of a bashing tonight, Daniel Jones or Evan Ingram?
3: <laughs> hey, I'm only here for tonight, so I'll bash the lot of them. Yeah. Let's talk about Saquon and contracts. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Pay the man. Exactly. I wouldn't. What's he worth?
1: Uh, um, you, you can't define him money, Kev.
2: I know you can't. <laughs> but I, I know it's not 18 or 19 million a year, though.
1: <laughs> Nothing until he gives oh, you 16 games.
3: Ah, oh, stop him
2: we'll get on to it when it comes to running backs. But it's an interesting...
3: I'll be listening.
2: One. <laughs> yeah. you will.
0: But yeah, they're my two picks. Kenny G and Blake Martinez. Um, Ashley, thanks for your question, mate. Really appreciate you getting in touch, as usual. Um, now, as I'm sure you all know by now, Shane and Kev are huge College Football fans. Um, obviously, Shane being Penn State and Kev being Notre Dame. I'm sure you weren't aware of that at all. No? No. <laughs> Um, I've never really got into college into the college game myself, though. Um, but I do feel like it's the next step in my football journey. Um, so during the off-season, I'm going to be picking a team to follow. So I'm putting it out to you, our listeners, to let us know who your college team is and why they should be my team. Now, in the interest of fairness, I'm not going to pick either Penn State or Notre Dame as my team. Good choice. Of, because, obviously, my fellow co-hosts, Shane and Kev, support them um but i am open to all other suggestions um andy do you
3: fancy throwing the first name in the hat for me um i'm kind of like you i watch college football but i don't really root for a team um i've got a lot of respect for the the florida gators i really like the clap and they've brought through, through some brilliant players tebow mania was a thing (laughs) <laughs> uh, I also respect LSU, to be honest. I can, I first really started taking an interest in them with Odell Beckham once we drafted him. And then like, I was watching them with Justin Jefferson not long back. But I tend to watch players rather than teams, which is a dangerous game because you fall in love with someone like Devontae Smith. And now I've got to hate him. <laughs> That's very true. Now LSU are a top team. So- Everyone will always tell you Bama. Are you throwing both in the mix or are you just going to throw one in there? Uh I'd say go with the Florida Gators. Who doesn't cool. love the uh, clap? Cool, so... The chomp, they call it.
0: Florida, I'm the first team in the mix for me to cheat from. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Um, but like I said, get in touch. Let us know
1: who your college team is and why I should support them. Kev? Yes, sir. Who would you throw out to Dan if you couldn't... N- not-, not your dame. So you could you can't throw not your dime mate there would you throw it there
2: Ooh. oh feel
0: free to suggestions
2: boys yeah i mean um I'll, i've always kind of liked um what lsu have done um down in uh, louisiana State, but um yeah in the spot a wee bit um
1: see for me i just just walk out thinking i'd throw out there uh the u miami Ooh, no, no, um no. Mainly mind because I love the rock when I was a little kid and he played for him and that, that's the only reason. Um but yeah, I, I, I thought Miami have um had some decent players in in the NFL. Um so that'd probably be the only thing I don't like is the wear orange and well, I'm an Albion fan. We don't like orange.
2: <laughs> I mean yeah. if, you ever, yeah. if you ever get a chance to watch the documentary Catholics versus Convicts. Um it's quite a good because um, they have a bit of a rivalry, Miami and Notre Dame. and um, that's quite an interesting documentary. Um Ooh. but just actually Well, I can't believe I didn't think of them beforehand. Like, one of my favourite teams to watch is Georgia, actually. And obviously, we've got a few players um, that we drafted from there. Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Yeah, down there with Kirby Smart. I think it's a very good programme. Pushes out NFL talent every year. Um, One of the hardest leagues, uh, one of the hardest conferences in the country. Um, Yeah, and they're good to watch. And they're good, like, old-school grind and pound. Like, you know, they like to run the ball.
0: Nice. So I've got Florida, I've got Miami, and I've got Georgia.
3: Be fair, if you're going to be smart about it, uh, is it Rutgers, which is actually out by MetLife Stadium? If you at least if you take those as your team, you could catch two games if you go over.
0: This is true. If anyone's a Rutgers fan, let me know why I should support them. There we go. Um, that is all we have time for today, um, because time is getting on, and. Boo. Oh. Well, we could go all night, we could go all night, but unfortunately, it's quite late. Um, but we'll be back next week to continue our look at our current squad uh, when we discuss wide receivers and tight ends. Joining us to talk about Daniel Jones's targets on his second appearance will be the founder of the New York Giants UK group, Mr. Keith Burton.
3: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Andy, I know, you're jealous. I know Ooh. you're jealous, but we've got to be fair.
3: I thought I had a uh, job here now. What the hell?
0: Yeah, but you're the first one to get a second appearance, so be grateful. Question yeah, I'm you. going to
3: take something, mate. Right? You're going to be
0: the first one to get a third appearance,
1: that's the question. Oh, exactly that.
0: <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, we are all looking forward to keep coming on and discussing why receiving the tight ends. Um, So watch out for that. Guys, you got anything to add before we go?
1: Um, Let's just not have another week off ever again.
2: Yeah, let's just keep this thing rolling, man. Like let's get ourselves hyped up for uh for some off season workouts and stuff and uh, the preseason. Um and you know, we get to watch the preseason this year as well. I know um for a lot of people it can be boring for a casual fan, but for uh, for us lot here and obviously a lot of people listen to this podcast. We love the
0: preseason.
2: You know, you get to see the the the, the depth and the the, the end of the roster guys trying to make a make a roster. So uh yeah, there's plenty of content to come. Definitely
0: yes definitely is. Andy, thanks for coming on today, mate. Um,
3: always a pleasure.
0: It was a, it was our pleasure, mate. It's our pleasure to have you on. It's been a great discussion. Um, and no doubt we'll have you back on, either as we get closer to the season or once the season kicks off as well. Um, always happy. Because you're part of the family, aren't you? Thanks. That's all right. Um, my thanks, as ever, go to Shane and Kev. It's always a pleasure, boys. And like I said, we, we, we're going to try not to have another week off until maybe february next year when it comes around to the end of the season um but we can't promise anything but we'll we'll keep rolling for now um and yeah there we go but thanks thanks
3: guys it's been a pleasure um signing off until next time
1: go, go giants, giants.